0: In the 1800s, there was a cemetery in Paris, the cemetery in which a grave digger had just dug a new grave, and many times in the old times, they were actually digging in the same place where other people were buried. Some of you may know this story, some of you may have heard it before, but it is very appropriate for what we are doing today. As the gravedigger was resting and leaning on the handle of his shovel, he looked at the bones that he had uncovered in the grave. There were human bones and a human skull. So he was moved of curiosity and he picked up the skull and he began to look at it. And he looked at it very closely. He noticed that in the left temple, there's was a little bit of rust in the skull. And he looked more closely, and he discovered there was the end of a knife blade that was embedded in the skull. It was clear that the skull he was holding belonged to a man or someone who had been murdered. He made inquiries to discover who had been buried in the exact site. There were no markers and no grave names there that he could read. So he found out that the last human that be buried there was about 15 years ago. And it was a man who was found dead in his bed. And the murderer was never discovered. Nor had the piece of knife blade that had been left in his head ever discovered. So armed with this information, the gravedigger went to the city officials and he told them his story. So the police, in turn, went to the home of the dead man and with the very piece of blade that they took out of the skull. And as they were there, they questioned all of the people who were in the home and they made a search of the entire house. And after a while, they actually found an old knife in the kitchen drawer without its tip. And they took the tip from the skull, and they put it on the top of the blade, and it was a perfect match. The children of the dead man were interrogated, and after much investigation, it was discovered that the eldest son perpetrated the crime. He confessed it himself, and then he received his appropriate punishment. We may well think that the murderer of this man never dreamt that he would be caught. After 15 years, that he had actually escaped justice. He thought his crime was buried with his father, and therefore, so would be his punishment. And how many people think today that they will not be found out? The men, the women, the doctors, the judges, the politicians, all of those who are responsible for murder. For murder of over 60 million children since 1973 here in the United States. And they probably think, for the most part, that they will not be found out. They probably think, for the most part, that the true nature of their crime will simply go undiscovered. And that they will escape judgment and punishment. They think that they are secure because it happens to be a law. But they are not secure. They think they might not be found out. But they will. They think they will not be punished. But they're wrong. Today, the surface of the planet on which we live is red with the blood of the innocent. There are more than 3,600 abortions every day. That's 152 every hour here in the United States. The United States is not the worst culprit. Last year in Africa, there were 8.3 million. In Asia, 3.5. Latin America, 6.5. Europe, 4.4 million. Between the years of 2010 and 2014, there were over 56 million abortions done annually, worldwide. It's an increase of 6 million children. There were 50 million in the years of 1990 to 94, and now 56 million. Is it any wonder that the day of reckoning is fast approaching? The barbaric practice of murdering the unborn goes way back in history. It goes all the way back to ancient Greece. The old Catholic encyclopedia says, history contains no mention of the criminal abortion before the period of the decadent immorality of Greece. At the time of Moses, abortion was virtually unknown, either among the Jews or the pagans. And even among the Canaanites who practiced child sacrifice, it seems to have been an unknown crime. The first reference that is found in the back is attributed to Hippocrates, who actually required physicians to bind themselves by oath. And that's why we have a Hippocratic Oath for doctors today. In that year, he said, doctors are to bind themselves by oath not to give to women a drink That is fatal to the unborn child in the womb At that time The Greeks had been thoroughly corrupted With their impurity And their sensuality And in the later times the Romans became still more depraved And held even worse crimes Three centuries after the Roman Empire, Roman the the Roman poet Ovid wrote this about abortion. He said, the first record of laws that was enacted by the state was to check this crime. Three centuries after the time of the Roman Empire. The penalties that were administered included exile for the mother, an exile or imprisonment into the metal mines for the one who had administered the potion to procure the abortion. And it fell to the early Christians to proclaim that abortion was murder. In the 5th century, the council of Eliberis excuse me, Elibiris, decreed that Holy Communion should be refused all the rest of her life, even on her deathbed, for an adulteress who had procured an abortion for her child. In the 6th General Council of the Church, determined for the whole church that anyone who promoted abortion should bear all the punishments inflicted upon murderers the great prevalence of criminal abortion ceased wherever Christianity became established that is the Catholic Church during the middle ages it was a crime of comparatively rare occurrence and just like divorce, abortion did not become again a danger to society until fairly recent times. The punishment for abortion among Christian nations was very severe. The Christian busy gods punished abortion with the death penalty. Those punished with the death included the mother, the father who counseled it or consented to it, and the abortionist. Today in the world, as I mentioned, 56 million innocent lives, innocent children, are killed. And most are voluntary slaughters. Some are compulsory, like the communist countries, communist China. But as to the nature of this evil, three reasons why abortion is such a heinous crime. First of all, it is murder. It's a murder of an innocent. Murder is always evil. As abortion is always evil, no matter what. It's not only murder, but it's the murder of the most terrible kind. Because it's a murder, the malice of a mother murdering her child is so great and even hard to conceive. Murder is defined as the direct and intentional killing of an innocent person. This is so whether it is done by a private individual or even by a government only God only God who is the Lord and Master of life and death has the right to directly and intentionally take an innocent life because he's God he's the creator of that life and while God has given authority to the governments to directly take the life of men man guilty of murder as in capital punishment he has not given the right to any government to directly take innocent life God has given such authority neither to man nor to government. And the direct taking of innocent life is the most heinous crime. First of all, it's an injury against the right of God. Because God has rights over human life. In the Old Testament, when God gave to judges the right to condemn the guilty and put them to death... He also gave to Judge the special command found in Exodus chapter 23. He says, the innocent and just person shall not be put to death. God's words in the Holy Scriptures. And the man who kills an innocent human being destroys the image of God. It's a crime so detestable that in sacred scripture, God declares that he will have revenge on the blood of a man, even, even if it is shed by a beast. In the book of Genesis we read, Whoever shall shed shed man's blood, his blood shall be shed, for man was made in the image of God. And in the book of Exodus, if an ox gore a man or a woman and they die, the ox shall be stoned. This is a dumb beast, a dumb brute animal if it sheds innocent blood, it is put to death. Even in our own modern society, this is true. If an unthinking animal kills a human being, that, that beast is put to death. Be it a dog, be it a rampant fox, be it an animal, an ox or a cow, it is euthanized. And yet, If man with his reason, a thinking man, does the same, it's rare that punishment is meted out on him. The second reason abortion is such a heinous crime is because it is the most grave sin against the individual. Because it deprives him of his chief natural good and that is the means of securing and enjoying any spiritual goods. Sacred Scripture Numbers murder among those that cry to heaven for vengeance. The killing of an innocent person is one of those sins. When God questioned Cain about his brother, he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cries to me from the earth. And the third reason abortion is a heinous crime. Because it is an outrage against society is an outrage that the innocent are not secure in the possession of their lives for these three reasons for the attack on god's rights for the attack on the fundamental natural light of an individual to life and the outrage against society civilized societies have always inflicted the severest punishment on the slayers of the innocent but that has always been done until recently The Church and God know that abortion is murder. The Catholic Church penalizes with excommunication those who procure an abortion, those who counsel an abortion, or those who perpetrate the abortion. St. Paul says the civil officials and civil authorities receive authority from God To administer justice and to punish evil. But the civil ruler, he says, beareth not the sword in vain. For he is God's minister. And an avenger to execute wrath upon those that do evil. Today we see a situation in which the civil ruler is defended by those. Who slay the unborn by the millions and the punisher of those who try to stop the murderers. Never before in history has so much innocent blood been shed and so much blood that cries loudly to heaven for vengeance. And the vengeance of God will be visited upon nations in the world because a nation, all nation, any nation, cannot be punished in the world to come because nations cease to be. Souls are punished in the world to come. But not nations. And therefore those nations that turn their back upon Almighty God. Those nations that kill the innocent. Will meet with the fury. And the vengeance. Of Almighty God. And when will that fury happen? we do not know but we pray and that's why we are here today we are praying the holy sacrifice of the mass in reparation for the killing of the innocent we will walk the streets of Washington today and pray our rosary for the heinous crime of abortion And as we pray, we pray for the murderers. We pray for the mothers. We pray for the fathers. We pray for the doctors who perform the heinous crime. We pray for the government officials who promote and support the killing of the innocent. And we pray they stop offending God. As much as we are offended by their slaughter, and we are, how much more God is the infinite creator, infinite, is offended by the slaughter of the innocents. So we pray they stop offending such a good God. We continue to pray that this horrible crime will cease so that no longer Will any blood of the innocent fall upon the earth and cry to heaven for vengeance? May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.